Here we are. Welcome in. Wednesday edition, hour number one, brought to you by Tim Lasher, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. Parker Thune, how is your Wednesday tracking so far? Well, personally, Steely, I am not off the henny today. So, How about that? So, am I to believe that Aaron Colvin and um, – a lot of the Sooner players were all, all on Hennessy in the Sugar Bowl win over Alabama. Is, if Trevor Knight was off the Henny that night, it all makes sense now. You know, I'm I'm old, so I had to when I saw on oh, the Henny. That's Hennessy, right? Let me Google that up. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So uh, you want to explain that tweet to people who haven't seen it when former Sooner cornerback Aaron Colvin said, What? Oh, gosh. I got to pull out the tweet now so I can read it verbatim. By the way, TJ Eckert at 135 today. Welcome in, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Text line's already filling up. We appreciate you guys. But, yeah, if you didn't see the Aaron Colvin tweet, here it is from Parker Thune right here. Funny story. I was loose off that henny for my final three college games. Reason being, I had turf toe, and I didn't want to take Toradol, and I was on my BS. Whole team was off that Henny versus Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. Crying, laughing emoji. My girlfriend, now wife, was the one buying it. Crying, laughing emoji. I was loose off that Henny. Can we ever get loose off that Henny in here on the air? Is that an FCC violation? I, I think it probably would be. I'm sure there are hosts across the country that are loose off that Henny every single day when now, they turn on the mic, Steely. The older you get, the less cool you get. And I didn't have a lot of cool in my storage tank as it was, probably more nerd than cool. So my cool tank is like if you're driving down the road and your gas tank's on empty and you're hoping you can just get to the gas station. That's that's where I am on cool right now. So did he say the whole team was off that Henny? Yes. Now, what does that mean? Were they off the Hennessy like they weren't on the Henny? Or does that mean they're on the Henny? I, you're just not cool enough to distinguish between the I two, know, evidently. that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to see if you are. What uh, does that I, mean? The whole team was off that Henny. Did they like decide, you know what, we're not drinking any Hennessy for this game. It's Alabama. What does that mean they were getting off on that Henny? I don't know. I've got my left turn signal still blinking when I'm driving for 30 minutes. You think I know? So, Gunny of Stutzman Army would know. He knows that kind of stuff. You know? Oh, yeah. He, he's, he our, lives he's our in, local expert. He lives in that world. He'll explain it momentarily. I'm sure. He did text in to ask us, so, fellas, do we go after Gunner Gundy <laughs> with eight cry-laughing emojis? Gunner Gundy in the portal today. We did learn that Brock Vandegrift is going to Kentucky. Uh, how about Colin Klein going to A&M as the offensive coordinator? A&M can just buy everybody, pretty much. He turned down Notre Dame. He turned down Penn State. A&M must have thrown a hefty bag at Colin Klein. If I'm Kansas State, I'm very upset. Where is the loyalty? I mean, every man a wildcat. In this situation, it's every man out for out for money. Well, keep in mind, That's Oklahoma's pretty... head football coach is a Kansas State alumnus and former Kansas State head football coach. Well, so. that's true. Or not but... head coach, but coordinator. Co-coordinator. Yeah, but Brent like was playing – Back when, you know, shoulder pads looked like sofas, you know, when they were just gigantic. You look back at those games, particularly in like the uh, late 80s, early 90s, in that range, 
and the shoulder pads have their own zip code. They're huge. Uh, 405. Okay, Steely, insert drunk before off. Okay, there you go. Thank you, Rocket Sooner. That's what I thought, but you know, we don't use the English language properly these days because everybody's a damn fool. Oh, please, Steely. You're telling me loose off that henny isn't proper usage of the English language? No, I like that, but when you're saying loose, but if you're off on that henny, I'm reading that as everybody was off the henny in the Sugar Bowl, and instead they're on the henny during the Sugar Bowl. Life's tough, man, at this age. <laughs> once you get the AARP card and things just become more difficult, I'm just saying. All right, 405-651-3439, 405-651-3439. Gunny of Stutzman Army said, Steely DM me, I'll explain better off air. Yeah, the problem with the DM is they never end. You know, it's like a group text. Or I think I have it explained though now, Gunny. I appreciate it, though. If I need further help, I will consult you. All right? Thank you very much. All right, uh, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Anything surprise you about the uh, Dylan Gabriel statements uh, yesterday at all in terms of this DG moving on, Jackson Arnold era beginning? Did he make statements? Well, just some stuff that lended a little more information, you know, as to why He's moving on. Now, number one, this plan, I believe and you believe, has been in place for a while. The plan was going to be that Jackson Arnold would redshirt, learn from Dylan Gabriel, and then it was going to be Jackson Arnold's team. Pretty much. Now, do we have that written in stone? No. But that's what everybody assumes. You know what I say about assume, though. But don't we believe that's the case? Yes, That was the plan. Naturally. And this plan is unfolding right now. But Dylan Gabriel... He may have thought, you know what, yeah, I'm done after this year. Brent said, you know, this would be Dylan. He said this is Dylan's last year before the season. Yep. But then later in the year when he was asked about, well, what's going on with Dylan? Any chance he might? Well, those decisions haven't been made yet. So that kind of muddied the waters a little bit to a certain extent. But Dylan said yesterday, didn't like his draft grade he got from the NFL, um, and he didn't get an invite to the Senior Bowl. So he's thinking, well, maybe I need to come back, right? But he's not coming back to Oklahoma because the Jackson-Arnold plan was in place. Do you think there may have been a conversation where Dylan Gabriel came back and said, you know what, man, I know my plan was to move on, but any chance I could come back? Do you think that conversation took place? I think Dylan Gabriel probably understood what the writing on the wall said. And that if he did come back, he was going to have to look somewhere else in 2024 because... Maybe he's off on that henny. Who knows? (laughs) I don't think Dylan Gabriel is the type (laughs) of guy to be loose off that henny. Oh, man. That needs to be my next fantasy football team name, I think, right there. Loose off that henny. If I ever play again. But um, I don't know. It's just interesting because is he coming back? First of all... You know, we've talked about if Dylan Gabriel, maybe, you know, trying to make a roster in the NFL, we think he could probably make a roster. He might be a Chase Daniel. Maybe he gets an opportunity when a starter gets hurt. That's what his future looked like in the NFL. Doesn't have an NFL arm. He's a really good college quarterback. I mean, his accuracy is pretty good, but in terms of, you know, throwing the deep ball and he's got some limitations. Jackson Arnold, we think his ceiling is a lot higher. It looks a lot higher. Now he's got to go out and prove it. 
But, you know, opportunity to make more money in the NIL. Opportunity, you know, if you go to Oregon, and we kind of think Oregon's the favorite right now, mm-hmm. you've got a chance to compete for a national championship, go to the, you know, go to the playoff, and keep moving up the career charts in terms of all-time passing yards and all-time touchdowns. So, but there are a few people out there, and I've heard from some of them via text, man, I wish Dylan was coming back for a first year in the SEC. I, I, I love Jackson's talent, but going in with an unproven quarterback, even as a five-star, that's rolling the dice. What do you think of that? Got a I few think pe- that it's a fair concern to have. And if you are the type that tends to be more skeptical of a first-year starter, regardless of how much hype they come in with, not, not everybody thinks that way is what I'm trying to get at. Some people will look at a freshman quarterback stepping into, well, I guess Jackson Arnold is going to be a sophomore at this point, but most people will look at that situation and say, well, okay, five-star, sure, Checks all the boxes in terms of his accolades as a high school player, sure. But we know what Dylan Gabriel is as a college quarterback. We don't know what Jackson Arnold is as a college quarterback. If you're the type of person that tends to favor stability over ceiling, as it were, then yes, I think there's a case to be made that Dylan Gabriel coming back to Oklahoma serves the Sooners well. Moving into the SEC, I don't think you can go wrong between the two. And I also think if Dylan Gabriel were to return for another year at Oklahoma, then you run the risk of chasing off Jackson Arnold. And Too big of a risk to take. I get it. And I like the way you put that, stability over ceiling. Which one is more important to you? I would say most Sooner fans are dancing on the ceiling to that question. And I would agree. I also think I, I've seen enough of Jackson Arnold to make the judgment that his career isn't going to go the way of Spencer Rattler. When he becomes Oklahoma's starting quarterback, he's going to hold his own. He will not be loose off that hand. <laughs> I was just thinking how to incorporate that. All right. Uh, by the way, nothing in the portal today. Not anything. It's all crickets today. Now, there was some news. Gunnar Gundy jumping in the portal uh, from Oklahoma State, obviously, and Brock Vandegrift is uh, supposedly headed to Kentucky to play for Mark Stoops. Man, I'm telling you, it's like being in an airline ter- terminal right now, a really crowded airport, the transfer portal. All of our portal updates brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction, 405-831-8222. Brent Swift will come out and personally inspect your home, your roof, whatever work you need done. They've got a great reputation 25 years of experience. They'll get the job done for you at a fair price. 405-831-8222. I hope you guys hang with us today. Text line's lighting up. We'll get right to it when we get back. Who knows? We might get loose on that henny, yo. Yeah, boy. We shall return here on the very hip Steel Man and Thune Show. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Riverwind Casino. You want to get loose off that Henny? Coupel House Bar. Right there. Right there on the casino floor. It is big time. Coupel House. Coupel works big time, too, just like Riverwind Casino. Nearly 3,000 electronic games. Best selection of electronic games. Uh, they've got all your favorite table games as well. Big time poker room. Off-track betting. 
best bars and dining, world-class hotel. We've got great promotions happening. We've got uh, the next show up at the Showplace Theater. Lee Bryce, Friday, December 15th. Ron White on December 30th. That'll be big time. Midland on New Year's Eve, Sunday, December 31st. And January, bringing in 2024 with Boys to Men, Clay Walker, Joe Coy and Friends in February. Air Supply, Scotty McCreary, and then in March, Jim Gaffigan. They've got uh, tons of promotions right now running through December. 100K Frosty Fridays promotion. Play their wild card. Be out there on Fridays. The Midnight Magic Madness Saturdays. This Saturday, you need to be out there for the drawing then. That's going to be big time. And uh, that's uh, they're giving away a lot of cash and bonus play. $100,000 there. 40K Santa's Shopping Spree. The Midday Runaway. Midnight Magic Riches. They are giving away over $300,000, uh, right around $312,000 to be exact for December out at Riverwind Casino. Good times always at Riverwind Casino. Parker Thune getting loose on that ollie over there. That's what he's Getting doing. loose off that ollie. Off that. Steve. Okay, getting loose off. Because I was like, Siri, what is Henny? <laughs> or Alexa, what? Getting loose? I think I know what that means about that. So I had to put the whole thing together. I had, I had to translate. This listener from the 405 on the text line says, if JFA is loose off that Henny, he's throwing bombs to the end zone from our 20-yard line. <laughs> How do you get loose off the Henny during a game? So the uh, girlfriend yeah. bought the Henny. Are they taking hits off it over there behind the bench or something? Or how do you do I that? I mean, you got those green Gatorade water bottles, right? All you got to do is just fill a couple of them up, take them onto the field with you from the locker room. Be loose off that Henny, start to finish. What was Aaron Col- Colvin's last year? I'm trying to remember. It was, I think it was 2014. It would have been that would have been his last game, the Bama Sugar Bowl. I then, think, right? I think so. Yeah. No wonder the sun. That's how the Colton Vester and Trevor Knight became the greatest pass duo for one night in college football history. But Trevor Knight doesn't seem like he would get loose off that henny, though. Right? Well, I mean, I don't know for sure, but that's just my thought. Think the Sooner basketball team was loose off that henny last night or what? Oh, boy. They've been loose off that henny all year. They have. We're clearly going with the loose off that henny theme today, folks. I'm sorry. You're going to get really sick yeah, that, of it. You probably this, already are. That Suter basketball team, Steely. Hello. They are good. 72-51. And guess what? Providence is a good team. Yeah, they are. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win the conference or they're going to go you know, to the Elite Eight or anything, but they should be in the NCAA tournament. That's a good team. They beat a good USC team. They beat a pretty good Iowa team. And last night they went 72-51, to 51 and they came out right from the opening tip. And, uh, you know, they, they put the defensive clamps on the Friars right off the tip. Now Providence got back in it, but when the Sooners needed uh, big runs and big plays, they were there. They're good. They're really good, Steely. And they face off with North Carolina next week, I believe. Right. Uh, Arkansas that, Saturday, obviously. Arkansas Saturday. But, like, realistically – this team could get out of non-conference play undefeated. The two challenges are the Razorbacks this Saturday, 3 o'clock ESPN2 in Tulsa, and then you've got North Carolina in Charlotte on a quote-unquote neutral floor for the Jumpman Invitational. But uh, Arkansas is 6-3. and three. They lost to UNC Greensboro. They lost to Memphis. They lost to North Carolina by 15. Now, they did beat Duke a week ago. So, But Arkansas is 6-3. 
North Carolina, you know, it's always going to be a, a tough one. But, yeah, I mean, they could do it. I think if you get to 12-1, and one, if you split these yeah, two, that's still one, really that's... good. Even 11-2 and two in this non-conference, if you would have said before the season, they're going to beat Iowa, they're going to beat USC, they're going to beat Providence, and they're going to just look like they do. More athletic. JVM McCollum getting compared to AI last night. How about that? Well, and that's the thing, Steely. This looks like a much more athletic team than Oklahoma has had since they went to the Final Four behind Buddy Buckets. Mm -hmm. I believe that. Like Just watching that team, watching the average caliber of athlete that is on the floor at any given time for Oklahoma – Porter Moser's got a really good roster at his disposal, and all those guys are contributing. That's the other thing that I think makes this early run so exciting is that it's not on the back of one singular player. Right? I think J.V. McCollum has obviously stolen the show at times, and all in all, he's probably been Oklahoma's best player to this point. But Milos Uzan had a double-double last mm-hmm. night. Yep. Otega Owe has had a couple of excellent game he had 13 last night he didn't have his best game but defensively he was really good but you're right they're not dependent on one score they've got a lot of guys who can score the basketball including McCollum including uh you know Lo Suzanne including Otega Oway Jalen Moore I think only had two points last night but he's been a great addition as well John by the way Hughley man that's a legit John Hughley man. I love me some John Hughley big time yes absolutely so the Sooners Go to 8 0. They're 19th in the country. They beat Arkansas this Saturday. Then Oklahoma could be 15 14 in the country next week. That is big time. By the way, can we hear from uh, Lo Suzanne and uh, JVM McCullum talking about the home court advantage for OU last night? Now, it wasn't a full house, but the, uh, the students were great and the fans that were there were loud. And, you know, the more Oklahoma keeps winning like this, the more fans are going to turn up. Let's hear what uh, Lo Suzanne and uh, Javian McCollum said about the home court advantage last night. Yeah, the atmosphere was great. Um, the last four minutes, I seen everybody turn their lights off. I knew we had to take this home. So I feel like uh, in an environment like this, um, the more we keep winning, the more the fans keep coming. I think uh, some exciting things will happen. So, like Lo said, it's great, man. Always having playing at home, having a huge fan base like that, being nosy for us, uh, that helps us win the game tremendously. And hopefully as the season goes on, it keeps building and more people keep coming out supporting us. There you go. Sooners and the Razorbacks in Tulsa, 3 o'clock ESPN2 coming up this weekend. So good one tonight, by the way, in college hoops. Number 12, Texas playing at number 8 Marquette tonight in Milwaukee at 7 o'clock on FS1 in the Big 12 Big East battle. And you get the Thunder and the Rockets tonight in the Paycom Center, 7 o'clock. Oklahoma City currently the number 2 seed in the West. So uh, things are looking good except for in Stillwater where they lost to Southern Illinois to drop to 3-5. and five. But That team uh, might be bad. Yeah, and everybody likes Mike Boynton, but, man, I don't know if he can survive this. Yeah, you got to win some win. games. So, all right, let's get to the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I mean, you're likable and you don't win games. You're just John Blake at that point. True that. Um, Slim Brady says, I think Hughley is our best big man. I don't think that. I know John Hughley is your best big man at this point. I mean, the Sooners are still a little bit thin in that department. Luke Northweather has seen action off the bench. Sam Godwin, obviously a rotational cog. Uh, I kind of worry about how the Sooners' front court is going to hold up in Big 12 play. 
But the contributions that you've gotten from Hughley to this point have been really encouraging. Sooner CB is JV McCollum, the Deshaun McCullough, McCullough's brother. No, it's McCollum, JV and McCollum, and Deshaun McCullough. Day McCullough is his brother. That is correct. Pete from Tulsa says, apparently no one thinks that Porter can do this. That Porter can do what? Win games? That's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's saying that sarcastically. I think that's what Pete from Tulsa is trying to say. Look, Porter Moser is a good coach. I was starting to feel bad for Porter because of the crowds and knowing this guy can coach. But, man, you come into the Big 12, the best basketball league in the country, where night in, night out, you're in for a war, and you're undermanned like they were. They just weren't very athletic. I mean, Tanner Groves, great dude, played his butt off. Anybody get tired of seeing Tanner Groves trying to battle some of those big athletic guys? <laughs> I know last there were couple more years, than a few. You know, you know, you get better players. It's amazing how much better coaches get when they get better players. So Porter's got better players. So let's see. The defense has been really good too. They play both ends of the floor. Oki Tom says OU plays great, tenacious defense without reaching and fouling. It was a really impressive defensive performance last yeah. night for Oklahoma. Really impressive. And they held Providence without a point for the first five minutes of that game. Yeah, very, very impressive last night, no doubt about it. All right, got to take a break right here. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439. You guys are doing a tremendous job as usual. We appreciate you so much. Let's take a timeout right here. When we get back, let's, let's talk about what's going on in the portal who have the Sooners offered, even if you haven't seen a formal offer, who do we think the Sooners are in on right now? We'll talk about that when we get back. It's the home of Sooner fans, Steelman and Thune, on a Wednesday. Keep it right here on The Ref. What's happening? It's a transfer portal. It's out of control. We're losing our defense. No, not our starting quarterback. We need him. Do me a favor, please. Get out of here. Get out of here, man. We gotta get out of this place. Get this the last thing we ever do. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Transfer portal updates brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction, 405-831-8222. Brent Swift and the folks over there will do great work for you. Construction, roofing, whatever you need, locally owned and operated. They're not going to dock on your door for business, and they've got a great reputation, 25 years of experience. All right, so in terms of players at Oklahoma, we believe – is either interested in or offered. I'm going to give you a list of names. You tell me yes or no. Okay. Uh, Spencer Brown, offensive lineman, Michigan State. Yes, heavy interest. Gino Vandermark, O-line, Michigan State. Yes, heavy interest. Jalen Conyers, tight end, Arizona State. Yes, heavy interest. Chris McClellan, defensive lineman, Florida. Yeah. Des Malone, quarterback, San Diego State. Affirmative. All right. Um Trying to think if there are any. Um, how about Nyland Green, the uh, cornerback from uh, cornerback from Georgia, former five star. That's a name I haven't heard yet in from the, the portal circle, but I'll touch. I'll check around on that one. 
How about um, the the kid from North Carolina, cornerback? What's what's Tayon? What was his name? My my writing. I never use my reading glasses except to use my own chicken scratch. That's the only thing. Because my writing is so bad. Tayon Holloway, cornerback, North Carolina. Jair Brown, cornerback, Ohio State. I the only name the only name I know for sure at cornerback right now, Des Malone is Des Malone because Toriano Pride had the no contact tag and those were kind of the first two guys that the Sooner staff identified is Toriano Pride and Des Malone. And look, people, I will freely admit that there may be a guy. OU has recently begun angling for, and I'm just not aware of it yet because, as the, I said, it's just so hard to keep the up. The portal with happens fast and furiously, man. How about LT Overton from AM? I don't think OU's going to move. Okay. I don't think they're going to pursue him. Nothing on a DJ Hicks front? I'm sorry, what? Nothing on the DJ Hicks front? He's not in the portal, so. No comment. Sir, you're under oath here. I ask you a question. Anything happening on the David Hicks front? Sir, this is a Your Honor, committee. I plead the fifth. Overton, yeah, we just asked about Overton and his brother. What about the brother? Yeah, the brother is not like, – he is not a scholarship caliber player at the Power 5 level. Not even close to it. Okay. Uh, anybody else out there in the portal that we didn't mention on that list we just talked about? I, I'm sure there is. I'm just so overwhelmed right now. I'm trying to go position by position in my head here. Uh, I guess so. They just offered a running back from Tennessee, Martin, by the name of Samuel Franklin. That sounds like a U.S. president. Really? Tennessee, Martin? Tennessee, Martin. Samuel Franklin. You have to play hail to the chief every time he gets a first down, I think. Samuel Franklin. He rushed for over 1,400 yards this past year at UTM. Three-star youth getting a guy from Tennessee Martin. What are they thinking? I mean, look. Keep pumping sunshine, will you? <laughs> if there's a running back in the portal that I think would be dynamite for OU, it's Rocket Sanders from Arkansas. But – Folks, I I just want to remind everybody of this reality. When a kid gets in the portal and they are OU caliber, they're going to have literally every school in the country hitting them up that has need for a player at their position in the transfer portal. Anybody that is OU caliber is automatically Nebraska caliber and Missouri caliber and Kentucky caliber and South Carolina caliber. Like, pick a school – If they're good enough to play at OU, they're good enough to play pretty much anywhere else. And only one school is going to get that guy in the end. Mm -hmm. And everything happens so fast in terms of the constricted timeline, right? You're not talking about building relationships over the course of months and years, like in the recruiting process. You're talking about building relationships in the span of days and weeks. It's like speed dating. It's like speed dating. Yes, it It is. It really is. And so – well, it's easy to sit here, sit there and say, well, obviously OU needs to make a play for Rocket Sanders. If they can't get Rocket Sanders, then I don't know what they're even doing at this point with the NIL. Look, you're competing with literally everyone. It is a feeding frenzy, and all of it is happening so fast. 
Mike in Springfield wants to know, he was about 75 text messages ago. That's how fast it's moving. But wanted to know the uh, true story on Arch Manning. Is there a story to be told there? People are thinking with Quinn Ewers coming back that surely he's got to be leaving. And I'm sure there's some dude on his YouTube. Is this Arch going to come back or not? Yeah, I'll tell you, you who's know. not coming back if Quinn Ewers stays. Malik Murphy. That's what I was saying. Murphy will be up and out of of there. Uh, Jamie in White House says, well, relationships haven't helped us in past recruiting, so maybe we will do better in speed dating. Jamie, that ain't true. All right. I'm not following there. What's what's Jamie talking about? She said relationships haven't helped us in past recruiting. You got David Stone? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. yeah. What am I thinking? Going down the list. Taylor Tatum you got because of relationships. Ivan Carrion, Michael Hawkins, Devon Mitch. Like, relationships are a key factor in basically every single recruitment. Yeah, but Will Winery didn't swipe right, did he? No, he did not. Sam and Edmund asked, did Parker just lump OU in with Nebraska, Mizzou, and Kentucky? No, Sam, I didn't lump them in. I'm just saying, again – any player that's good enough to get an offer from Oklahoma is also good enough to get an offer from pretty much everybody else in the country. And so you're doing battle with literally everybody else in the country. The Sooners would love to see defensive, elite defensive linemen, right? Still coming. That's the one area. And you get David, uh, you know, you get David Stone. You've got one coming in. You've got a good defensive line class, no doubt. But they still want to see a parade of really great, dominant defensive linemen come in. Um, guess what? They're hard to come by, though. They they are. Uh, did I hear that Nigel Smith dropped in the rankings? He did. Why? I do not know why. Hmm. I do not know why. Wasn't it a fairly significant drop? I think it was like 20-something spots. So, I mean, significant, yes. Enormous, no. But significant. All right. They keep asking about uh, the A&M kid, the interior. the uh, Chase Basantis recently mm-hmm. in the portal. I mean, he he literally just entered the portal. So, will OU look his way? I can't give you a definitive answer right now. But a true freshman that started 12 games mm-hmm. for A&M? Yeah, again, that's one of those dudes that you would figure everybody in the country is going to be hitting his line. Who was the dude from A&M that uh, tweeted out over the weekend? They think we all millionaires here. A lot of that us are getting paid. That was Evan Stewart. It was Evan Stewart. That's yeah. right. It was Evan Stewart. Uh, somebody from the 405, why not on LT Overton? Money, what's the issue there? Well, where do you put him? What position does he play? Because he played linebacker for A&M. So... You want to move him back to defensive line. You're not putting him at D-tackle with his current frame. You're putting him on the edge. And OU doesn't really have need for an edge as things stand right now. So if you're looking for a defensive tackle, I mean, that is a major position of need for Oklahoma this portal cycle. You're looking at a guy like Chris McClellan. You're looking at a guy like, if he enters the portal, DJ Hicks. LT Overton doesn't really fit that bill. All right, 11 guys in the portal right now for Oklahoma. Again, uh, Dalen Smothers, Marcus Major, Key Lawrence, Reggie Grimes, Sabian Bird, obviously Dylan Gabriel, Nate Anderson, Tawi Walker, Jason Llewellyn, 
DJ Graham, Marcus Hicks. Any chance that's it for OU? I mean, I guess there's always a There'll chance, but uh, there'll be more. What do you think the holdup is with some of these kids? Any idea? Well, I mean, paperwork, you know, depending on when you get filed, it can take d- different amounts of time to process. Um, you know, like I, not everybody that makes up their mind to enter the portal is going to show up first thing on Monday when the portal opens. There may be various factors and circumstances that delay the entry, or maybe hey, they're just they're waiting to play the bowl game before they get on their merry way. Any chance that DG plays in the bowl game? Uh, 1.3%. And that might be generous. I mean, why should he? Right? I mean, if you're if he's moving on and the Sooners are moving on to Jackson Arnold, he needs all the reps. He needs uh, that real game experience, even if he has, you know, problems and they lose to Arizona. And maybe he throws a pick and doesn't have a great game. You still need that experience. I know you're going to get some clearly in the non-com before you jump into SEC play, but, yeah, that, that's that got to be what's happening, clearly. A it's, listener in the 917, which is New York, uh, says, New York City! Do you think most of the guys who enter the portal across college football already have a good idea which school they are going to? Now, most of the guys across college football? No, absolutely not. Over half the players that enter the transfer portal aren't going to find a destination. So... Most of the guys that enter the transfer portal have no idea where they're ending up. But I, if what you're getting at is, do most of the portal entrants that are actually notable players at the Power 5 level, are, are, do most of those guys know where they're going? I would say yes. I, I don't know if it's a huge majority, but in general, if you see a guy that has been productive and has draft stock, maybe not necessarily a draft grade, but some sort of draft stock. If you see a high-end Power 5 football player hit the transfer portal these days, odds are they already have their next destination picked out. Yep. All right, break time right here, 405-651-3439. TJ Eckert coming up at 135 on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Great to have you with us on this Wednesday. Got a lot more radio still ahead on the Home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. All right, welcome back. Wasn't it uh, George W. Bush who waved at Stevie Wonder at the uh, Kennedy Center Honors, I believe, back in the day? What a great musician, by the way, at a very young age. All right, uh, by the way, I had a question real quick. Driving around uh, locally, I I have this question. Whatever happened to the turn signal? Does anybody use it anymore? I see more people I'm behind, and I'm not tailgating. I mean, maybe I'm a little bit close, but I'm not tailgating anybody, and all of a sudden somebody just goes right, boom. No signal Yeah, look, silly. People are idiots. They are. Now, we know this to be the case. Mm-hmm. There have always been idiots. Anybody else seeing that trend, by the way, of the no turn signal? The existence of idiots is a constant in life. However, our society's collective IQ is diminishing and people are just rude too they're more rude than ever like we get a couple people on the text line every day move on from this you know or whatever it's like people are just can you imagine the millions of morons that are going to be birthed into this world coming down the road i'm 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 afraid at the prospect of what the knippelmeyer chevrolet text line might look like 15 20 years down the road i mean it's going to be like i said i'm i'm glad i'll be out of here not too much longer uh the meteor 
I was talking to a buddy of mine today, and I said, yeah, I, I, you know, I think the meteor's in the way. He goes, good, I'm ready for it. <laughs> but there will be trillions of more morons on the way. Well, not trillions, but billions. And we're only going to get more stupid and rude. I would hate to be like 12 years old right now. Bronx Perry, he's one that can fight through all the idiocy out there, but there are very few. Very few. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Let's see what the folks are saying. LaDonna from Lubbock says, Parker better start having kids. Raise good humans. You know I'm going to try, LaDonna. You and Rebecca will produce fine children, yes. Hopefully not morons. My goal is to, (laughs) however many children I have, I have X number of children. My goal is to make sure the world has X less number of morons. It's priority 1A. Wow, it's going to be scary. I mean, it's going to be frightening. It'll either be, there'll be two kinds of uh, creatures. Total idiots. I mean, just blubbering idiots walking around and AI robots. That's it. Lost City Sooner says, but you still have some all-star texters like me. And I'm 44, so hopefully I have another 20 good years of texting. Lost me. City, you're good. You're good, yeah. Jason in Okmogie says, in 15 years, the text line will just be OU Insiders. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Anybody that hasn't joined over at OUinsider.com, I'll give you a promo code right now. OUinsider30. Why don't you Get make, your 30% off your subscription. Why don't you make it Henny today? <laughs> Come get loose off the Henny with Henny the 30. OU Insider crew. Uh, Mark from Enid says, no turn signals used in Oklahoma and no enforcement of texting and driving. I work on the roadway more times than not, and you don't want to know the average of that. I mean, I've just noticed that recently that people are turning and nobody's signaling all of a sudden. Just like, screw you. Or or if they're going like 10 miles below the speed limit, I'm thinking it used to be what I would call a myrtle, which is a grandmother – in her, you know, in her 80s, who's just trying to get to where she needs to go, you know. And I don't blame a Myrtle for going. But now you go by them and you look over and they're like just staring at their phone. Yeah. By the way, as far as enforcement of texting and driving, I don't know about you, Mark, but I I got a ticket last winter for just holding my phone. Really? Driving. Yeah. I had I can't remember where I was going, but I had the navigation on. And so I was holding it so as to occasionally reference the map to get where I was going. And I got pulled over, and the cop said, you're not allowed to do that. And I said, not not even for navigation? He said, no, you got to have a, uh, a dashboard mount. Mm-hmm. So first ticket of my life. Really? How much it cost you? Well, that's not true. Second ticket of my life. I did get one in Kansas because, of course, I did. You Kansas. and Drake Dykin are very dangerous on the road. Kansas sucks. They they still have a, a wanted poster with Drake Dykin's face on it, don't they? I'm sure they do. That was one of the great days of the football season was hearing that Drake Dykin got pulled over. Not that we wish that on Drake, but just, I don't know. I I, I don't go on those road trips, obviously, but I wouldn't have thought that Drake would have been the speed demon. But he was. A-Train says no one in this state can navigate a four-way stop, period. That's true. It's not that hard. We've always talked about one of the underrated psychos is the guy who becomes the traffic cop at the four-way stop sign. 
like points. Your turn. Then no, 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 no. You. Do those people actually exist? There, there. You occasionally will run into them. Yes. A Lubbock Sooner who is also Mister Ladonna from Lubbock said, "We didn't do too bad. We have two going to OU right now. Good work." That's why. What's uh, Lubbock Sooner? Lubbock Sooner. Let us know your real name, by the way. Uh, we won't use it on the air, but we want to salute you for being. Uh, undercover ops there out there with the sand Aggies in Lubbock doing the Sooners work, you know, making sure that the uh, sand Aggies are kept in their place. I am so happy. I, after this year in all athletic events, I would never, it would be my priority to never see Oklahoma play Texas Tech again in anything. Anything. Now, I'm sure that's going to happen at some point, but particularly don't ever freaking go back to Lubbock and play those people. Let's close out the hour with a football-related text. Okay. A listener in the 405 asks, can the transfers sign immediately or is there a date for that as well? Well, transfers do not sign. Transfers just enroll. So there is nothing binding a transfer to a particular institution until they show up and go to class. Yeah. So you'll get commitments. There are no signatures, though. The signature, in essence, is you showing up to class. There you go. All right. I want to thank Tim Lasher. Great Sooner, great company. Lasher Home Comfort Systems. They've been in business now for uh, 16 years in the metro area. Great reviews, great customer service. We've used them at Shea Stadium a couple of times as well. They've been very good. 405 579-3113 for all your heating and air needs. Home comfort you can trust from Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Yeah, we love uh, LaDonna and her husband out there in in Lubbock. Doing good work for the Sooner Nation. We'll be right back. Ah, yes, we'll talk to T.J. Eckert at 135. Talking to everybody on the text line again, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, which is always red hot, 405-651-3439. We try and get to as many as we can, but I'm just going to tell you it's an impossible task. But we try, I promise. Oklahoma Generators, thank you for sponsoring our second hour here on Steel Man and Thune. Oklahoma Generator, okgen.com. 405-321-6631. You know, that big ice storm's probably coming at some point, right? Your best friend in that situation? A really good generator. And uh, at Oklahoma Generator, they're the highest rated and longest operating Generac dealer. Great customer service reviews. They will get you a good one and make sure you can get through what can be a very, very Tough winter sometimes in the state of Oklahoma. 405-321-6631. All right, Bob Stoops on the rush yesterday, and uh, they had a chance to finally ask him about the hiring of uh, Seth Luttrell. Obviously, Joe John Finley, also co-coordinator, but Seth Luttrell calling plays. Here's what Bob said about the hire. I think it's a great addition. Uh, Seth uh, has a great history at OU, of course. You just said that was a captain for us on our 2000 national championship team. One of the toughest guys we've ever had here. And uh, just, uh, yeah, and then was a grad assistant, came up with us with Coach Mangino. And then 
Um, yeah, and then has had a great coaching career, you know, as coordinator at multiple places and then a head coach. So I'm I'm happy he's with us and, and uh you know, he'll he'll add a lot to that to that meeting room and like I said, he's he's had a lot of success as a coordinator, you know, through the years. There you go, Bob Stoops yesterday right here on the wrap. That's our Ortho Central clip of the day. Ortho Central Clinics in Norman, Midwest City. Now they're in the Tri-City area as well. Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. They're full-service clinics. Do a great job treating orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. We Let's try and get uh, caught up on all the text. We've been talking about the portal. We've been talking about uh, Sooner football. Great win by the Hoops team last night. 21-point victory over Providence. They get Arkansas in Tulsa Saturday, 3 o'clock ESPN2. The Thunders, number two in the West. And they will be on the floor tonight at the Toyota Center in Houston against the Rockets at 7 o'clock. This listener in the 918 asks, Hey guys, I've been curious for a while now how the texters sign their name so that you know who they are. Do they sign it at the end or start with their name at the beginning? Well, I'll tell you how it works. The way we have it set up on the text line is we can effectively enter you as a contact. So all you have to do is tell us your name once, just once. And we will save your contact under your name. And that way, every single time a text pops up, we know exactly who you are. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. So all you need to do is put it at the end of your text. You don't want us to read it on the air yet or whatever. You know, we'll we'll put it in the next time, you know, that you text us. You'll have it right there. All right. Sound good? This listener in the 405 says, every day I drive and I stay in the right lane and I drive the speed limit and maybe 10 over. But somehow I piss drivers off every day. What I'm trying to say is people slow down, get up earlier and quit tailgating. Tailgaters are very annoying. Yes. But I've been running into the non uh, turn signal people. A lot lately. This listener says Norman is about to have the first two-lane roundabout in the state. Get ready. Oh, no. Where's that going to be? I don't even know. Like, where where in Norman would make sense for a two-lane roundabout? Roundabout. Great song by Yes back in the day. Yes, great song. No question about that. Uh, Lost City Sooner says, tell him not to pick some weirdo name like Ethan Downs Hater. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, who is most likely to be OU's starting center next season? Asks this listener mm. in the 580. What do you think, Steely? Man, I don't know. I On that one, I'm just throwing my arms up in the air. Because they lose Andrew Rame, Andrew Rame. Sorry. 405-651-3439. Who do you think uh, – who's the kid uh, The kid who came in from Appalachian State? Wasn't he a center? Troy Everett, yes, he can play center. Yeah. Josh Bates can play center. Josh Bates, yep, there's one. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. I mean, the thing about Bill Biedenboe's guys is that a lot of them have the capacity to play multiple positions. He'll That's kind of the way switch, he recruits. Yeah, I mean, Caden Green, are they going to keep him at guard? He played so well there. I think he there. sticks at guard. I mean, he played really well. That's a guy that's big time, really played well. Jason from Miami says, I'm pretty sure I'm blocked. No, Jason, you're not. We just get a lot of texts. We don't block anybody except for Ethan Downsader. He's blocked. He did uh, spell out Miami phonetically. phonetically. Yeah. Yes, well done, Jason. 
In, clay, in case it was unclear, Jason is from Miami, not Miami. I've wondered again, and I think I've asked this before in the past, but is it really supposed to be Miami or did the, you know, like just, you know how Oklahomans talk sometimes. We're going over to Washington or how about we run over and get some barbecue over in Miami. Does anybody know the true story? All I know is that I, I remember interviewing someone who lives in Miami mm-hmm. probably four years ago, not a little over four years ago, and she pronounced it Miami. Really? Yes. Hmm. I should add a fraternity brother of mine back at OU named Dave Mustaine from Miami or Miami. Dave Mustaine and as in? Not in Megadeth. <laughs> I was about to say. Former Metallica. He was Dave Mustaine, yeah, but not the heavy metal one. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. J.D. in Tulsa wants to know, of the 15,000 fans in Tulsa this weekend, will there be more than 1,000 OU fans, unlike the past two years when it was basically a hog home game? I mean, it's going to be a hog haven again, It all, yeah, but it always is. But maybe OU gets 500 more people there this year or something like that. OU's playing good ball. Which helps, yes. but the harsh reality is that Arkansas fans care more about Arkansas basketball than OU fans care about OU basketball. That's true. That's just the reality yeah. of it. That is true. Sooner fans, uh, when it comes to basketball, you start winning, you slowly see the crowds draw up, and then if you get in the top ten or so, you know, then you've got a chance maybe to you know get close to filling the LNC. If you did it like Billy did back in the day, you can fill the LNC for a lot of the games, but not all of them, because uh, that was that was the heyday of Oklahoma basketball, Billy ball. Drew from Flower Mound says, Troy Everett got bullied. He's got to develop physically if he wants to start. I would agree with that. Tavondre Sweat did kind of toss Troy Everett around in the Red River Showdown. But that he, was the point at which he tosses a lot of people around, though, right? Devondre Sweat. That is true. That is a potential first round draft pick. But you know, that's another thing, man. If Rames not back again, right? Then you're looking at center. You're the quarterback of the offensive line. So that's another key spot for Oklahoma, possibly. Shark asks, "How about Ellick being pronounced Ellick?" Is that accurate? Yeah. I've never There's been there. The Where is it? In Oklahoma, it's spelled like Alex. It sounds like Ellick. I have no idea where it is. Tyler McComas knows. What are we doing here, people? Jeez. I mean, you go down to Texas, there are a bunch of small towns like that, too, that just have very bizarrely pronounced names. Refurio, is that the one? Refurio Bear. How's it spelled? B-E-X-A-R. Hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. There are plenty of others. All my texts. There was a moment. There was one evening in college where I had I had two very close friends. Have very two very close friends that are from the state of Texas, and they <laughs> slid one of their phones in front of me, and it was like an online quiz, and you were supposed to guess the pronunciations of 25 small towns in Texas. I probably got two out of the 25 correct. Because there's just some that are so completely counterintuitive. Do we have another besides um, Miami, Alec, 
And what's it, what's the other one that we mentioned? I don't know. There's a, there's another one. Miami and Alec. That's those are the two. Well, you say oh, Chickasha, Chickasha. Because if you see Chickasha, you're not thinking Chickasha, well, right? Well, Brent's the one who said, "Well, that's the tight end from Chickasha, right there." You know, Payola says the text line. Yeah, a lot of people saying Payola. Apparently, Ellick and Chickasha are right next to each other as well. I so. did not know that. I wonder. We probably won't go see the uh, the lights in Chickasha this year. It's a cool place to visit, though. Well, we could stay in the car and drive through, I guess. Tiny bladder, big problem. Probably not. Um, but that's a the festival of lights. There is always fun. All right, four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Um, Mejia, Texas, M E X I A. That's right. Correct. Uh, gosh, Watumpka, Durant. Down there in Durant, man. I remember going to watch Dennis Robin down there in Durant playing for Southeastern. Prague. I think that's how it's pronounced. Yes. Dalton Cooper's hometown. Mm-hmm. There was a whole debate about this. <laughs> I'm not going to read that text, South Dakota Sooner, but it's a good one. Well it? done. <laughs> Pretty good. He pronounced Austin, Texas as something else. Uh-huh. That's not for broadcast. All right, uh, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we do have T.J. Eckert on the way today. Uh, tomorrow I'll be out at Cabin's Group. We'll see Duke, who's got his uh, brand-new Christmas sweater to show off for everybody, the uh, the great dog out there at Cabin's Group, and then Friday out at Riverwind Casino. 405-651-3439. And, again, um, I'm kind of interested to see if the Sooners beat Arkansas. And, again, Arkansas is 6-3. Then, including a loss to UNC Greensboro, who's not horribly bad, but still, you're Arkansas. But they beat Duke a week ago. So, and it's going to be a pro Razorback crowd at the BOK. It always is. Let's just see if more uh, Sooner fans show up than have in, you know, the previous meetings there. And Musselman's uh, crazy is what he is. He's also short. He's short and Very crazy. Short. Shorts, crazy, and a pretty good coach. I would pick Porter in a rumble myself. All right, stay with us. Coming right back. This has always been a, a good, solid song. Pretty uplifting, too. I know it's one of your favorites. You know? You a pimento cheese guy? Uh, I like some pimento cheese. I don't go out and seek it. Now, it's not my favorite sandwich at the Augusta National Golf Club. You have to try it. But like the uh, Chick-fil-A, you know, we're big with uh, the 12th and Alameda Chick-fil-A. 405-310-3189. They're your game day tailgate headquarters, and they sponsor our countdown clock here. Uh, why do you ask? About- well, I just I was hearing that commercial, that Brahms commercial about the pimento Bacon cheeseburger. I like a pimento cheese sandwich on a toasted bread more. 
But that uh, the Chick-fil-A sandwich is great, and I, I bet the Brahms one's really good, too. So Most everything at Brahms is good. So I've never been to Augusta. Help me out here. Okay. Set the scene. Is the pimento cheese sandwich literally just pimento cheese? Yes. That's all it is? Mm-hmm. Yep. Just bread and pimento cheese? That's it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, I mean, it's all right. I prefer, like, the uh, they've got a uh, barbecue sandwich there that they actually heat. Can you uh, get loose off the Henny at Augusta? You can, yes. You can walk around and puff on a cigar. That's kind of cool. Oh, really? I yeah. Wow. But uh, Augusta is a great experience. I wish everybody, even if you're not a golf fan, could go there once. But it is uh, it's a tough ticket, man. Very tough ticket. Luckily, I got to know Craig Humphreys and Scott Perplank and good people like that. Got an in, so I was very, very fortunate. All right, 405-651-3439. SEC next year. We were talking about the schedule next year and how difficult it's going to be. What did we say? Six teams ranked in the top 21, I believe. We we knew the road was going to be tougher. But what makes you feel good about the Sooners headed to the SEC next year? What are you apprehensive about? Hang on. Before we get there, I have to read this text from Sooner Ray. You'll love this. <laughs> Back in high school, I attended a football camp there at OU during the Schnellenberger year. He pronounced Tuttle as Turtle. Watch it, Blanchard Turtle game. Howard. Turtle. Oh, I'm sorry. What was the question? What makes you feel good about the Sooners heading into the SEC and what makes you feel apprehensive when you look at next year in the SEC, besides the obvious, the schedule? What makes me feel good is that relative to recent years, the Sooners aren't going to lose a ton. Yes, they will lose. Well, I shouldn't say they will. I expect that they will lose Tyler Guyton, Andrew Rame, and Woody Washington. Obviously, they will lose McCade Mattier. They will lose Walter Rouse. Offensive line, you got some question marks. You got some holes to plug. But all in all, it's not like the end of the 2021 season, right, where you got half your defense moving on to the NFL and going to be NFL draft picks as well. I mean, I think, I mean, let's just, let's recall. Nick Benito, Isaiah Thomas, Perion Winfrey, Delarian Turner-Yell, Brian Asamoah, they all got selected in the NFL draft after that 2021 season. So I guess it wasn't as bad after 2022, but you did lose Marvin Mims, right? You lost your bookend offensive tackles, two studs, and Anton Harrison and Wanya Morris. Assuming Danny Stutzman and Billy Bowman come back, which I think there's a greater than 50% chance both of those guys return. Assuming they both come back, I like where Oklahoma sits as far as personnel heading into next year. Hand things off from Dylan Gabriel to Jackson Arnold. I think plenty of folks feel good about that. The big question is just going to be, okay, can you bolster the defensive tackle room and can you plug those holes on the offensive line? Can you come up with five solid starters? And I trust Bill Biedenboe to do that. Uh, EPL, the date was set again. What is the date for EPL? December 15th, next uh, Friday. Percentage chances, OU? Uh, 70. 
I'll say 70%. I thought you weren't doing percentages anymore. You feel you, pretty... you just asked me for one. I know, but I was going to see if you were going to turn down the percentages deal. Okay, well, there, I gave you a percentage. I guess I got to live and die by it now. All right. Uh, people are also saying, by the way, that the Pimento Jalapeno Burger at Brahms is really good. That's like the third or fourth I've seen. So might have to head to Brahms tonight. Seattle Sooner would like to know. What's up, do Seattle? You, do you think we will see the Lloyd Noble Center fill up this year? With the way they're playing, I'm hopeful, especially when KU comes to town. Unfortunately, I can do little to contribute from 2,000 miles away. Four words, if they keep winning. That's it. I mean, they just uh, that's just the way it's always been with OU basketball. You know, you get in the top ten, certainly the top five, you get a really good chance to fill it up, particularly against a, a big-name opponent like KU or a Bedlam game or whatever. But uh, the – the encouraging thing is this is a much more exciting team. I mean, the last couple of years, Sooner fans were so frustrated. Oh, my gosh, get it out of Tanner Groves' hands. Or, you know, clanging three after three after three. Porter's got an athletic team that can play both ends. They can play different styles of basketball. A bunch of guys in that uh, – in that lineup that can score and do different things. And I like that they play really hard on defense as well. So um, it's it's a good team. Now, once the Big 12 rolls around, the competition level goes up again. But Providence is a good team. Uh, Arkansas is 6-3. and three. That's going to be a, you know, you're going to have to play in front of, unfortunately, a pro-Arkansas crowd in Tulsa. And then you get uh, Carolina and the Jumpman Classic coming up as well. So, but this team should be in the tournament. What would you say ceiling for o- OU is? Sweet 16, maybe? If they really it's, get better? I, I don't want to project that yet. Because I don't think we're going to know until we get a sample of this team in Big 12 play. I, like, this team could very well be... Like, they could... They could be a team that crashes and burns in the Big 12. I don't think that's what they are, but they could be. They could be a team that has legit national championship potential. What do we I play? Just don't 18, think we'll... 18 conference games now? Is that what it is with the new funky conference? I don't know. But I just I, I don't think we're 18, going to be able yeah. to reliably gauge that until we see this team in Big 12 play. LNC will be packed for Houston when Kelvin comes back. It could be, yeah. It, the crowd will be really, really good. There's no doubt about that. Uh, a listener in the 405 asks, why is Steely skipping my rock and roll trivia question? Listen, yeah. we're, not, we're not skipping anything well, willfully. We just have a lot of text. The rock and roll trivia question is, what rock and rollers did the Owens brothers go to school with in Miami? Oh, wow. That's an excellent question. I don't think I know the answer to that. I don't know. Leon Russell, I don't, what, what rock and rollers did the Owens brothers go to? It wouldn't have been the... No, no, it wouldn't have been the Fallwells. It would have been uh, uh, who else is from the Tulsa area? Uh, David Gates and Bread. I don't know who is it. Let us know four zero five. And by the way, name yourself. Uh, yeah, he's got a name. We yeah. just can't use it. Morning. Woo. How about we call you MW? Okay. Howard was loose on the Henny. Howard was loose on Jim Beam. I believe it was his. Henny wasn't his preference. Uh, his brown liquor of choice was was it Leonard Skinner? Really? Is that right? I don't know. The game. I had no idea. 
That's an excellent trivia question. I thought I knew it all about rock and roll, or most of it, 98% of it. I did not know that. Jason Johns would like to know, how do I get to the Bull Mania picks? Well, on ESPN Bull Mm -hmm. Mania, the group name is Unhitch the Wagon. Right. The password is Sooners. Capital S. Oh, is it capital yep. S? Okay. Yep. Glad we got that. We've got that little detail. Are you going to enter? I plan on it. Last year, I forgot to make my picks. I entered, and then I forgot to make my picks before the bowl game started. Isn't it sad that sometimes you think, "Man, I don't have time to pick thirty bowl games." Who does? Not me. I'll try and get in there though this year. I think I may have gotten in uh, last year. Maker's Mark was Howard's favorite bourbon. I did not know that. I know he was a bourbon guy though. That's a solid bourbon though even though I don't drink anymore. All right, 405-651-34, Stephen Cassie Gaines, Kevin in Tulsa. There you go. You know, and I just watched a Skinner documentary like two years ago, and I think they actually mentioned that. They were from Oklahoma, and I've already forgotten it. You like Skinner at all? Do you like any Southern fried rock and roll, Almond Brothers, or as one announcer once called them, the Almond Brothers? The Almond Brothers? Mm-hmm. Who called yep. them that? I can't reveal that person's name oh, okay. to humiliate them. Can't do that. I think I have a guess. Molly Hatchet. Uh, Skinner. Skinner would be my southern rock band of choice, though. But I did not know that. Thank you for the info. All right, we're going to take a break right here. 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We do have T.J. Eckert coming up. We'll get his thoughts on the portal on the Sooners Bowl assignment, also Arizona, winners of six straight against the Sooners in the uh, in the uh, Alamo Bowl, obviously. Coming up uh, December 28th for OU, right? I think it's December 28th. There we go. There we go. All right, take a break. Come back. T.J. Eckert on the Riverwind Casino Hotline next, right here on the one and only home of Sooner fans. All right, we are back, 405-651-3439. We will return to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. TJ, ready to go? Oh, I got to get him on the line. Say, Give me one second. You got one of those young people over there just uh, on social media all the time. And I, I got think. distracted by Leonard Skinner. You did. Well, you went down the Leonard Skinner hole. I did. Okay. Uh, one moment. I'll get TJ. No problem. By the way, uh, I thought at one point I was going to get one of the original uh, Street Survivors albums because that was the album with the Flames. And remember the uh, members of the band died. Some of the members in the band clearly died in that plane crash. So they took the Flames off the album cover. But if you can find one of those, you'll probably have to pay, I don't know, maybe 500 bucks for it, something like that. Uh, thought about doing that once and I thought, no, you know what? That's a waste of that much money. For a vinyl LP. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, TJ Eckert on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. TJ, are you keeping up with the portal? I mean, I know in TV you guys have, you know, they always give you like three minutes, of course, every producer. And then if they, uh, you know, a, a weird looking cloud floats in, then they cut you to two. But are you able to keep up with the transfer portal that much? It's actually uh, like, Two minutes to one minute nowadays, Steely. It's uh, a little, uh, yeah, yep. not as not as great the, around these parts. But uh, yeah, 
we've uh, we've we've done a decent job of, of keeping our eye on it. I know the national perspective, at least for OU, was that there was some sort of mayhem that happened uh, in the first day of, in the portal. But I think people who cover the program and people around Norman kind of expected to see a lot of the names in there that are in there and uh, have only been surprised maybe by one, maybe two. So, uh, you know, it's so crazy, the portal these days, and, and every school is dealing with it all around the country. And uh, it, it's it's almost like, especially the first few days, you got to keep refreshing your feet or you're going to miss somebody. TJ, is there a Gundy family feud? We need the insight from Green Country. Yes, very plugged into the uh, Gundy estate up here in Tulsa. Uh, no, no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think. So. I think this is uh, honestly, you know, it's so funny. I've been doing damage control after posting about it because people think that I'm pushing some narrative that Mike <laughs> hates his son or Gunner hates his dad. Uh, it's not the case. It, it truly, what it seems like is Gunner was was probably not ever going to get a chance to play at OSU and Mike told him, hey, if you want to go, if you want to play, you may need to look somewhere else. Or Gunner says to Dad, hey, I think I want to try and play. I'm going to try somewhere else. So my guess is no. My guess is that is that Gunner and his dad are fairly close to, to each other. And I would think that that's a conversation that was probably uncomfortable to have. Like, sorry, I'm going to leave you. But I think ultimately it's probably best for both parties. Probably, honestly, it's, it's probably good for, for Mike in that, you know, he doesn't have to make the decision of playing or not playing his son now. I know it was probably difficult for him when when Gunner ended up starting at the end of the season last year and got some reps at the beginning of the year, because I'm sure people, I know people had that narrative out there. So it'll probably be good for both to, to kind of go their own separate way, and, and hopefully Gunner gets an opportunity somewhere. All right, TJ, uh, we know that Jackson Arnold is going to be, unless it's something really weird that happens but it's a 98 percent chance jackson arnold clearly is going to be the quarterback for oklahoma in the alamo bowl and taking the sooners into the sec we heard some stuff from dylan gabriel didn't really like his draft grade that he got didn't get a senior bowl invite so i'm sure his thought process is man i can make some pretty darn good money really good money play another year in college football move up the statistical charts maybe i'm the all-time leading uh Touchdown passer in NCAA history and yardage-wise as well. That's that's possible for him. But I, I want to ask you this question. If there was a decision to be made, T.J. Eckert is the head coach at OU, and you could go into the SEC with Jackson Arnold or Dylan Gabriel, if everything was equal, equal what decision would you have made? Ooh, that's a good question. I, I, I feel like knowing the, the – the proverbial clock is ticking on Dylan Gabriel in terms of his eligibility. I think you'd feel better about going in with Jackson Arnold. I think you feel even better about going in with him, knowing that he got some pretty good reps this year, you know, garbage time reps here and there, but then uh, some pretty meaningful snaps against BYU. And then most likely, like you mentioned, getting the start uh, in the Alamo Bowl against Arizona. I think you feel good about him getting some reps going into next year. And then I think you like the fact that he's going to get the next few weeks preparing as a starter, and then in theory, the entire offseason, fall camp, preparing as a starter next year too. So I, that's not to say I wouldn't want to have Dylan Gabriel as my starting QB going to the SEC. I think everybody would be just fine with that, especially with how well he improved this year and how good the offense was this season as a whole. But I think in terms of just the, the, the clock that I mentioned earlier in that Jackson Arnold should get a couple of years to, to be the starter uh, for the Sooners in the SEC, I think you would. I think you would rather take that 
there's really not a negative to either one, but I think the, the timeline positives outweigh everything when you look at Jackson Arnold. TJ, we need an instant reaction. I am going to read you a tweet from OU Football that dropped no more than 30 seconds ago. Okay. OU and Texas have agreed to a contract extension that will keep the historic All-State Red River rivalry game at the Cotton Bowl through 2036. Also announced an estimated $140 million in Cotton Bowl renovations that will enhance the fan experience. How about that? Whoa. That is... That is big time. I think we all kind of assumed that they would continue playing. Uh, I know there was the rumblings that they may not play at the Cotton Bowl. So how about that? that is, that's big time. I'll be curious to see, Parker, and I know it just happened literally seconds ago. I'll be curious to see what those fan experience investments look like in terms of are they going to improve the seating? Are they going to improve stuff on the outside? Like what, what all would that entail? Because I feel like at least – you know, we're kind of spoiled because we're on the field for the game, but it sure appears everybody's having a good time in the stands. So I'd be curious to see how much it can improve. I know it's an old stadium, but that's that's good. That's, that is very, very positive news. T.J. Eckerd with us on the uh, Riverwind Casino hotline here on uh, Steelman and Thune Wednesday edition. All right, uh, your thoughts on Sooner basketball so far, and what, what do you think that crowd's going to look like in Tulsa this weekend for OU Arkansas? Man, it, it's so crazy, Steely. I, I watched the highlights from the exhibition game before the season started, and it was so much of a, whoa, this team looks different, but I need to really temper expectations. And then you kind of watched as the first few games rolled through. It was like, okay, this team is a little different. They look different. They're playing different. Initially, it was the defensive end. They're long and rangy. They, have, they put a ton of effort on the defensive end. That's a Porter Moser team right there is, is, what, is how I thought at the beginning of the year. And then as the season's progressed, you've seen them win in different ways. They've won at the three-point line. Uh, they've won by grinding out poor offensive games. They've won by outscoring people. So that's the thing that's been most encouraging to me. And J.B. McCollum is the guy that goes, goes and gets you a bucket. He's like Grant Sherfield for them this year, but they have other guys. It used to be just get Sherfield the ball and get out of the way. That was the offense, and it got so frustrating if Sherfield was having an off night. But it appears that there are multiple guys on this team that can kind of take over the scoring load if you need them. Milos Uzan is a stud and has only gotten better. Otega Owe is a prime example of being in a system and developing. He looks completely different under Moser. And uh, it's been really impressive watching him develop a three-point shot. He looks more confident on the drive. Uh, they're playing. All of them are playing, it appears, inspired defensively. They're fun. They're really fun to watch. As far as the crowd at the BOK Center I don't know if you guys have made it up. I think I've seen you guys there in years past, or at least uh, have seen you guys talking about it. The crowd has been hugely in favor of Arkansas the past couple of years. 70-30, uh, maybe that's exaggerated. It feels that way, 75-25 even. It feels like a road game. So I would hope that OU fans are excited about this team and they show up because I think, I think Saturday is going to be a great game. I think it's going to be similar to maybe the way the USC game played out in terms of just up and down the floor, lots of scoring, fast pace like that. That's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, you want to talk about a forgettable season for OU basketball. Huh. That's what 22-23 was. I forgot Grant Sherfield was a Sooner for a second there. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah that, that did happen, didn't it? <laughs> On the flip yeah. side, TJ, things don't look great for Mike Boynton and the Pokes right now. Oof. It's uh, really interesting, Parker. Again, you, it, it feels like this team 
this Mike Boynton team in years past has started slow anyway. They've kind of had one loss to a mid-major every non-conference slate the past few years. It's, it, at least it feels that way. Maybe three of the past four. And so then it's like, okay, well, given the benefit of the doubt, they're slow starting. They'll find it. They'll get it going in Big 12 play. That's what happened at least last year, too. It was like, whoa, this team's struggling. And then they found it in Big 12 play. This team just feels different. I don't know what it is. They, they go through lulls on the offensive end. They're young, so they have defensive spurts where they struggle. Even though I think it's a defensive team, I think they can be really good on defensive end. They're long and lanky like OU, very athletic. But they're just fine. they can't find an offensive identity yet. It honestly does feel similar to the OU teams with, you know, it's not this way, but the Trey Young, Grant Sherfield types where it's like just get small the ball, get out of the way, we'll find a way to score that way. And if, and if he's off, then it's, the offense sputters. They don't really have three-point shooters to kind of pick them up out of lulls. They have guys who can hit threes, but not consistently. So last night, I don't know how much you watched, but uh, Southern Illinois has a guard that is a stud. Xavier Johnson, I think he was fourth in the country in scoring going into the night. I think he put up a 30-piece. He's a stud. Um, but still, you can't lose to Southern Illinois. It's just very – it's shocking to see. I think the stat last night I had was the worst start since 1986, I believe. I think Leonard Hamilton was the coach in 86. So – Pretty crazy to think about in that in that regard. Yep. TJ, great stuff, man. Appreciate you. Talk to you again soon. Yep. Thanks, Parker. Thanks, Steely. Talk to you guys soon. Absolutely. Seattle Sooner wanted to know, what is the prize for the refs bowl pick Um Gift cards to a Hal Smith restaurant. Charleston's big time. The Garage, Neighborhood Jam, Louie's, Hal Smith is the restaurateur here in the metro area. He's the best. And um, I'm, I'm always happy to get a, a Hal Smith gift card from one of those places. They're, they're cool. By the way, you can visit HalSmith.com, spread some holiday joy this season. So, Seattle, if you want it, I don't know, maybe we could come up with something else for you, unless you can make a trip back here. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? All right, uh, let's take a timeout right here. Uh, one more segment to go, 405-651-3439. Nothing doing in the portal today. Nothing happening. Still 11 players in the portal for Oklahoma as the Sooners get ready for the Alamo Bowl. Be right back. All right, headed down the stretch, getting locked in here in about 10 minutes with Parker and Tyler McComas. Riverwind has got some great promotions happening this month. In fact, they are giving away $312,000. Anybody else doing that? I don't think so. The 100K Frosty Fridays promotion. Play with your wild card during the week. Be out there on Fridays. Collect your share of $100,000 in cash and bonus play. Midnight Magic Madness. Make sure you get out there again and play in that contest as well. Uh, be there New Year's Eve. And remember, if you play with your wild card for that contest, 17 times the entries every Sunday. Not one, not two, not three. You, know, you get the drift. 17 times the entries each Sunday for every five points in your wild card. New Year's Eve, they'll have the preliminary drawing, 6 to 1130. Get out there and win your share of $100,000 in cash and bonus play. And the grand prize winner on New Year's Eve is going to win at least $20,240 in cash. Somebody's got to win. Why not you? Drawing will be happening of course, right at midnight. We've got shows at the Showplace Theater. Just had Pete Davidson in last Sunday. Lee Bryce, Friday, December 15th. Ron Whites will be on the Showplace Theater stage December 30th. Always a, a good time to see a Ron White show. He is He's still funny after all these years. 
Uh, I love his style. Midland on New Year's Eve with a, a New Year's Eve show to bring in 2024, Sunday, December 31st. And then early in January 2024, Boys to Men, Clay Walker, Joe Coy and Friends, Air Supply in February, Scotty McCreary in February. That's a difference in genres there, but two good shows. And then March, Jim Gaffigan, the comedian, many more to be added. They're always bringing in uh, big-time names at Riverwind Casino. Good times, as always, at Riverwind. Okay, uh, do you want to end on some texts? We can end on some texts. This 918 listener says, Daily David Hicks update. A million Aggies have already entered the portal. Yeah, the exodus has begun in full mm-hmm. force. Yes. Full force. I still don't expect a portal announcement from DJ Hicks until after the bowl game. And I should I well I shouldn't say I expect an announcement. If there is an announcement, it won't be until after the bowl game, to the best of my knowledge. Um Tulsa Boomer says, I know I'm a one star texter, but I'm hoping to be elevated to a two star. In 2024, don't shortchange yourself, Tulsa Boomer. You are at minimum a two-star in consideration for a third. Yeah, I think he'll be three-star soon, no doubt. He's added, asking for a better jumbotron at the Cotton Bowl. Okay, this 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 text here brings up a point that I want to make sure I get across to everybody listening. This listener from the six one five asks, "Why are we offering a UT Martin running back and not Rocket Sanders?" Listen. Not every athlete in the portal posts all of their offers. Because, in most cases, these guys have offers literally flying in. Again, this is like the recruiting process on speed. This is a vastly accelerated version of the recruiting process. And so, just because you haven't seen a guy post an offer from Oklahoma does not mean that he doesn't have an offer from Oklahoma. Rocket Sanders, the, the Arkansas Sooners, running back. The Sooners are going to pursue Rocket Sanders, but everybody in America is going to pursue Rocket Sanders. So Rocket Sanders can't be the only guy that you target at running back, and I think that's part of the onus behind reaching out to the Tennessee Martin kid and letting him know, hey, you want to come to Oklahoma? We'll take you. If uh, Rocket Sanders ends up at Oklahoma, would you prefer Def Leppard's Rocket or Elton's Rocket Man? I'll go Elton John. Okay. I, I'm more of an Elton John guy than a Def Leppard guy. People are still asking about Relique Brown, too. I mean, I'm not optimistic. I think he's got he's got his reasons to stay on the West Coast. Didn't he basically come from Muleshoe, too, Relique Brown? Yes. Is OU going to pursue A.J. Green, asks a listener in the 580. That's another running back in the portal from Arkansas. Again, I... Do they pursue him? They might, but that's definitely not one of your A-list options right now. K.J. Jefferson's in the portal also, right? Yeah, the quarterback. So, man, Razorbacks. The Hogs are rooting out of there. Some of them, anyway. But this just that's the way it is, man. A 4-5 listener says, will A&M even have enough players to play in a bowl game? (laughs) They might have to suit up some of the yell leaders. Yeah. Giggum, Aggies. Who's your all-time favorite A and M player? Do you have one? Mike Evans. I'll go Mike with Mike Evans. Uh, man, Baker Mayfield likes him some Mike Evans, by the way. But uh, I'm going to go with Bubba Bean, running back Bubba Bean. 
How, how long ago was that? Bubba Bean would have been around the 74, 77 era, maybe 75, 78 in that range. Bubba Bean, A&M. I'll go ahead and Google Bubba it up. Bubba Bean. Oh, wait a minute. Bubba Bean. Bubba Bean. Sounds like a white dude. He was not. He was a good player. Bubba Bean, ladies and gentlemen, college, Texas A&M. Do I have time? I do. He played with George Woodard and uh, Curtis Dickey, I think was the other running back when they were running the wishbone, 1973 through 1976. Several listeners chimed in and said Kyler Murray is my favorite all-time Kyler Murray, yes. I'm, I'm looking more for a name, though. I was trying to go with a crazy name, so... Anyway, okay, we got to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Dan Campbell was an A&M guy. Yeah, that's right. want to thank all of our fine sponsors. Thank you, Oklahoma Generator, for sponsoring hour number two. We appreciate you, Dr. Bellardo, the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center, and the new LASIK.com. L.L. Bean, says Greg from Lawton, a fine catalog for sure, no doubt. And um want to thank, of course, the one and only Riverwind Casino. Get out there, play with your wild card. Try and get a better situation for winning $312,000 in cash and bonus play. See ya.